Dozens of people are searching for a missing hiker in the gorge. 21-year-old Riley Zickel set out on an overnight hike by himself. Colorado County Sheriff's Office is searching for a missing hiker on the Olympic Peninsula. John and Trevor Higgins. The father and son were last seen Friday. They disappeared while hunting near Bear Camp Road above Agnes. 21-year-old Riley Zickel, the senior at Lewis and Clark College, and disappeared. An plea from friends of a woman who is missing right now in the Skamania County wilderness. She's 19 years old, Maureen Kelly. Searchers are looking for a 76-year-old farmer who did not come back from mushroom hunting near Grangeville. Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to the Pacific Northwest Bigfoot Search Missing Persons Unit podcast. As always, I'm your host, Tanner Hoskins, co-founder and lead investigator for Pacific Northwest Bigfoot Search, and we are hoping that you're all having a wonderful week out there. We are quickly approaching the holiday seasons, and I want to remind everyone that this will be the final podcast episode of the 2023 season. I will be taking a break from recording podcasts to enjoy the coming weeks with my family and planning our first expedition of 2024, which is scheduled to take place on the second week of January. The next podcast upload can be expected on January 4th of 2024. With that being said, I have planned a great podcast episode for all of you today. In today's episode, we're going to discuss the lost person behavior of adult hikers in comparison to adult hunters, specifically in mountainous conditions. If you're interested in lost children behavior, don't worry. I will cover the behavior of lost children in the wilderness in another episode at the beginning of the 2024 calendar year. So one of the most burning questions that our team receives most often is how does someone become lost in the forest? The answer to this question truly varies. Sometimes a hiker may want to divert from the trail to check out an overlook. Maybe the hiker has the urge to relieve themselves and veers off the trail 100 to 200 yards to find a secluded place. And in their haste for privacy, maybe they become turned around and lost for days on end. All it takes is walking away from the trail and not remembering exactly the direction that you came from. Going to the bathroom in the forest isn't the only way that people end up getting lost. Typically, the seeds of misdirection are planted hours before the person ever realizes that they are lost in the first place. Now, when it comes to hikers specifically, most hikers are oriented to trails. On average, about 68% of lost hiker cases occur because the individual lost the trail willingly or unknowingly. Most of those that became lost on the trail did so at decision points. Either they took the wrong route at a trail junction, sometimes failing to notice obscure trail signs, or accidentally transitioning onto a game trail from a marked trail, or, in some cases, purposefully diverting from the trail for a viewpoint, a campsite, a secluded spot to relieve themselves, a suspected water source, anything. Anything that might get a human's attention that they might want to wander off and take a look at can lead to someone getting lost in the woods. Now, in comparison to hunters, most hunters are not trail-oriented. Roughly 70% of missing hunter cases are due to the hunter becoming lost stemming from their pursuit of wild game or tracking a wounded animal. Wounded animals will typically lead a hunter into thick brush, 
deadfall, boulder fields, and other dense forest. If a hunter is hyper-focused on their pursuit of wild game or on a blood track of some kind, the hunter may fail to notice landmarks they're passing by, or they may fail to mark their trail back to where they started. If you plan to traverse any part of the backcountry, whether you're hiking or hunting, I highly encourage you to invest in trail tape. Choose a bright color of some kind. I specifically use blaze orange trail tape or bright pink trail tape. If a person is on a well-used game trail, it can take hours for them to realize that they're lost, especially if they're not using a map or a GPS or if they aren't familiar with the topography of their route in the first place. Now, once that hiker or hunter becomes lost, but before the panic of being lost sets in, the lost person will typically follow the linear terrain features. Human nature tells us that we should follow the path of least resistance, and for most individuals, that means traversing linearly to the hillside or traveling downhill completely. The biggest challenge that comes with this statistic is when it comes to younger adult hikers and some adult hikers who allow fear and anxiety to cloud their thinking. 44% of hikers who became lost were located uphill from their last known position. Many of these individuals later told search and rescue crews that they decided to cut switchbacks in the terrain once they realized they were lost in hopes of possibly finding the trail that they had ventured away from. These cutting of switchbacks often results in the individual missing the trail completely, moving uphill, and sometimes, in the worst case scenario, even ascending and cresting a ridgeline before descending on the other side, away from where they originally were. Of the lost individuals who were found by search and rescue personnel, many told search and rescue that they traveled uphill in hopes of getting cell phone reception and in hopes of seeing something in the distance that would guide them back to civilization. It is during these moments of thought where it's common for the lost individual's pace to pick up. Their heart rate will increase as adrenaline starts flowing through their body. Sweat begins to form on their forehead and the rest of their body, and the thought of, it's got to be around the next bend, or just over the next hill, will often push the lost person beyond their physical limits, and even further into a direction they probably should not be going in. Most of the time, the lost hiker and the lost hunter will typically only stop to hunker down once the adrenaline wears off, or they become injured or their bodies just cannot carry them any further. If the weather is dry, a lost hiker and a lost hunter will travel twice as many hours as a hiker or hunter that is lost while it's cold and wet. Usually the individual will also travel greater distances and cover greater changes in elevation than those who are also lost in the cold or wet weather. In fact, 33% of lost hikers during dry, mountainous conditions will continue traversing the landscape well after nightfall or all night long. Also, a drastically high number of lost hikers and lost hunters will typically push their bodies in an attempt to self-rescue. Many of these lost hikers and lost hunters who have been interviewed by search and rescue personnel will claim that they were afraid of the embarrassment that was going to come with being rescued. Now, lost hunters will typically self-rescue 33% of the time, 
compared to lost hikers who typically only self-rescue 28% of the time. Now, talking about cutting switchbacks. During these dry mountainous conditions, 40% of hunters who become lost will be found uphill from their last known position, while about 60% will be located downhill. Compare that to adult hikers, where 32% of hikers were found uphill from their last known position, 48% are located downhill, and 22% are found at or very, very close to the same linear elevation level that they were last known to be at. In these dry mountainous conditions, roughly 25% of lost hunters will be found within 1.5 miles from where they became lost. 50% will be found within 3 miles of where they became lost. 75% are found within 5 miles. And 95% of lost hunters are found within 13.8 miles of their last known position. Now, if we compare that to wetter conditions of mountainous terrain, 25% of lost hikers and hunters in wet conditions will be found within a half mile from where they became lost. 50% will be found within 1.3 miles, 75% are found within 3 miles, and 95% are found within 10.7 miles of where they became lost in wet conditions. Now, one of the worst parts about being lost is whether you're going to survive or not. And the survivability rate for hunters is a little bit different than that of hikers. Both a lost hunter and a lost hiker have a 97% chance of survival within the first 24 hours. At the 48-hour mark, the chance of a hunter or a hiker surviving sits around 70%. At about 72 hours of being lost, a hunter's chance of survival falls to 50%, while that of a hiker sits around 60. At 96 hours lost, the hunter now only has a 33% chance of surviving the elements, while a hiker still has a fair chance at about 50% of surviving. But both dramatically fall very sharply after that 96-hour mark. Also, when a hunter is located safely, they're usually 86% of the time unharmed. 9% of the time, the hunter has suffered some type of injury, and about 4% of lost hunters will be located deceased. Compare that to a lost hiker, 78% are located unharmed by search and rescue, 16% are located with injuries, and 6% of those who become lost are located deceased. So what does that mean for us and what we do in the field looking for missing individuals? Use a lot of our training from our careers. When we're out in the field, we're checking both sides of a ridgeline. We'll check the drainages. We will walk the path that we would walk if we were in the area trying to get out. Now that all doesn't always lead us to anything of any importance. But last year in August, while we were out exploring the backcountry, we stumbled upon an area where Joel Pressler, an elk hunter who unfortunately succumbed to hypothermia in Gifford Pinchot National Forest, really close to Forlorn Lakes. And 
while we were exploring this backcountry area, we were just going on routes that we would normally choose to go on, not really relying on our GPS, and that's when we stumbled across Joel's memorial site. While we have yet to come across any deceased person uh, or missing person as of this time, each time we enter the woods in these environments where somebody is missing, we do what a lost person would typically do in hopes that we might stumble across something that belongs to one of these cold cases so that we can bring answers and closure to some of these grieving families. We don't encourage anyone to do what we do in the woods. If you are not trained in wilderness survival and you don't know how to read a map, a compass, you don't know anything about being in the woods by yourself, please do not attempt to do what we do. We are trained. We are highly skilled in what we do. Please do not become another missing person statistic. The information that we share on this podcast is just to bring awareness and knowledge. We are not asking you to go look for anybody. We are not asking you to go out into the woods in search of Sasquatch. We are sharing our personal stories with all of you. With that being said, again, this is the last podcast episode of 2023. We look forward to sharing 2024 with all of you, including our adventures into the wilderness in search of Sasquatch, our trips into the back country in search of missing persons. And we will document all of this as best we can and share it with all of you as soon as we get back into town from any number of these expeditions. Again, thank you so much for your support. We appreciate every single one of you. Until next year, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and Happy New Year from all of us here at Pacific Northwest Bigfoot Search.